life has changed during the pandemic. Priorities have changed. People want to be happy in everything that they're doing. And people should be happy. I mean, we're human, right? And so to force something back the way it used to be is just unreasonable. Welcome to Working Mom Narrow. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Working Mom Hour. I'm Erica. And I'm Madeline. We're working moms, business partners, and friends with kids at different ages and stages. We know moms tend to get more done in an hour than the average human, yet are often misunderstood and underappreciated in the workplace. We are here to shine a light on the working mom experience to help ourselves and others step into and advocate for the superpower. We are not experts. We're two women who have been there and are still there, kids, clients, and all. Join us as we cultivate more joy in working motherhood at the corner of calm and chaos. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Working Mom Hour. I am gushing a little bit today because I've been wanting to connect with this company for months now, and I specifically wanted to connect with the person we're talking to today. So this is very exciting. Yes, same. We are talking about The Mom Project, which is a startup that recently secured $80 million in funding for their mission of helping moms remain active in the workforce at every stage of their journey. And they work with employers who are committed to designing and supporting a better workplace. This cause is very much in alignment with our vision for the future of work for mothers and mothers in leadership positions. You're about to hear our chat with Chandra Sanders, a diversity, equity, and inclusion champion on a mission to create economic opportunities for moms and women of color. As director for RISE, the inaugural initiative for the Mom Project's not-for-profit arm, momproject.org, her goal is to empower moms and women of color through transformative upskilling programs. As a mom who lost her job during the pandemic, Chandra initially looked to the Mom Project as a resource to find a new job before landing a role with the Mom Project itself. And Chandra is a former high school Spanish teacher turned Fortune 100 senior tech consultant. She's worked with Google, Pfizer, Anthem, and she remains committed to helping moms and women of color challenge stereotypical representation in the workplace and gain access to greater economic opportunities. Let's get into it. Hi, Chandra. Welcome to Working Mom Hour. Hi, thank you for having me. We are super excited to have you. And as I mentioned, we've been watching the Mom Project on the edge of our seats. And we really wanted you specifically to join us because of your story and the amazing work you're doing with the RISE program. Thank you. The other thing that makes this fun, we learned when we chatted with you a couple of weeks ago, Mads has two little ones. I'm sort of in the middle with eight and 11, and you have three kiddos. What are their ages again? 18, 11, and four. Oh my gosh. So you are That's like all the phases. Yes. (laughs) You're able to relate to so many women out there parenting at various ages and stages. We may have to ask you parenting questions along (laughs) the way. Before we dive into the work that you do, would you be willing to share a little bit more about your personal story as a working mom? Yeah, of course. Like you said before, my kids range from 18 to four. So I have worked 
all in between there. That's really where I started my career. So I started my career as a high school Spanish teacher, transitioned to leading product development, and, and now where I am, helping other women transition as well, too, because I've just always loved helping moms while they are carrying their kids. So yes, it's hard, not easy, but it's just the mindset, right? Like I don't like being put in a box. I like to explore lots of things. And I don't think that motherhood can put a stop to any of that. It may slow it down just a little bit, but you can still do whatever you want to do. You just plan your life uh, as best as you can. Yeah. We were just talking to someone who said moms can do everything. Moms can do anything, maybe just not all at the same time. I 100% agree with that because I can say that I've done almost everything that I want to do, even while having three kids and also while being a single mom. That hasn't stopped me one bit. There's no limit. It just may take some time. Our listeners heard in your bio that we shared earlier that you are a job seeker on the Mom Projects platform after losing a job during COVID. And then you ended up applying for one of their positions and that's how you got connected. I'm sure there's a lot of mamas out there that are struggling, especially through COVID. Could you describe that emotional process of losing a job with three kiddos and then stepping into this very powerful role of helping other women to do the same? Yeah, of course. Um, I have been working as a senior consultant for multiple Fortune 100 companies for the last five years. And then COVID came, my project was cut. Everyone was scared. Everything was just kind of up in the air. And so there weren't really many jobs available. I'm a single mom. I have three mouths to feed, but I knew that I wasn't going to be put in a position where I wouldn't be able to overcome. And that is really how I approach everything that's going on in life. And I kind of have to being a single mom. I don't have time for negative thoughts. I just don't. Like, I don't want to attract anything negative into my life. So I try to keep my thoughts positive. I knew that I didn't want a job that was going to interfere with my family life. I haven't worked in an office since 2017, since I had my four-year-old. And I didn't want to have to go back to that. I knew all the things that I didn't want and only concentrated on those things that I did want. I don't really like putting limits on myself. So I had no idea where I was going to be. Doing a Google search, I found the mom project. I felt initially connected because I'm a mom. They're on the same mission that I feel like I'm on personally to help moms create economic opportunity for themselves, but also not having to sacrifice their families. So I found it three weeks after being laid off. The emotional piece, I knew that I didn't have a job. However, I knew that I was going to have a job. I have my faith that really keeps me grounded, but I also feel like it's a skill in which I can almost instantly like cut off a negative thought. I'm very much so into that law of attraction thing. I don't have time to attract anything negative. I knew that I was going to get a great job and I found one. We believe in the woo-woo over here. So we're embracing everything you're saying. <laughs> Mads manifested this interview. Correct. <laughs> like, please bring her to us. You said something that I think can be really powerful for either re-entering the workforce or looking for a new job, which was, I'm only looking for for what I want. I'm not looking for what I don't want. I've had several conversations with women in the past few months who I, I think there's a fear of admitting our wants and needs as women and as mothers. There's some shame associated and, and cultural norms that hopefully will be no longer in our future with all this work that is being done in this space. But I think a lot of women might, for example, apply to full-time jobs when they really only have 15 to 20 hours a, a week to give, or even just to take the time to really sit down and be honest with themselves about what they want and need. How'd you figure out how to do that? How would you advise women on being true to themselves? I have been keeping this journal since 2014 of where I wanted to be, where I want to go, starting with the vision board, all about the woo-woo again. 
I know what I want and I don't want to deviate from that. And I'm not going to deviate from that. And I'm not going to let anything stop me from that. So many moms have been taught to hide themselves. So many women have been taught to hide themselves. They put themselves on the back burner and you don't have to do that. You just have to know what you want, believe what you want, go sit and visualize what you want so that you're sure about it and go for it. There's a job out there for everyone. I am a big proponent of contract work. You don't have to go sign on the dotted line for a full-time job and get in there and not be comfortable, right? Go in there and see what it's like first and then uh, apply for a full-time role. There are different types of roles, different types of employment that are out there. Yeah, I think the hardest thing for someone is the fear associated with losing a job or not yeah. getting a job. So like I'm in a full-time job. I know that I really need a 30-hour-a-week job, for example. I'm afraid that if I ask for what I want and need, that my employer will no longer value me in the same way or treat me differently. It's almost like facing the reality, facing those fears and knowing that we are more powerful than we give ourselves credit for quite often and that the reality is it's a job seekers market. So there's likely something out there for you. We just have to be comfortable with knowing who we are and living authentic to ourselves and not accepting anything less. That's great advice. I think for a lot of women, it's a worthiness issue too. They don't feel like they are worthy of all of these great benefits or being respected the way we should be in the workplace. We've also noticed in addition to the confidence gap for women who are the primary earners in their families, they're almost paralyzed to make any move outside of where they are right now because it not only puts their jobs at risk, but it puts their family at risk. So I love the advice that you're giving for folks who are in sort of that paralyzed state. Do you have any advice on what's that first step? Is it a journal? Is it a going to the mom project? Because I know the mom project has amazing resources. And a lot of folks are like, I just don't even feel like doing a resume again. Like to have to do a resume again just feels like such a heavy lift. And I know the mom project has a great resume resource, but where would you start in that type of position? You have to start with the thought that you want something better. Once you figure out you want something better, then you have to come up with a plan to get that. So whether that plan is start searching for jobs, coming to the mom project, visualizing what you want, those types of things will help you take that next step. Also for me, like I have words of affirmation. I listen to motivational videos to keep my mind in the right space so that I'm not paralyzed by the negativity because it's easy. Like there's negative things everywhere telling you that you can't do this. You can't do that. We have confidence training. We have interview prep. We have everything needed to truly help you and to support you through this transition to get you where you want to go. So within the mom project, you specifically lead Rise. Could you tell us what is Rise and who is it designed for? Yeah, Rise is an upskilling program. It's a transformative upskilling program. We're offering no cost certifications that are in high demand that women can do part-time and be done in six weeks to six months. However, what's gonna make you the most competitive is your confidence, how you sell yourself in an interview, how you're able to tell your story. It's not just about the skills. So we're helping these women shape their stories. We're supporting them through everything that they're going through. About half of the women who come to our program are unemployed. So we are helping them with their confidence, resume optimization, also optimizing their LinkedIn profile because you need everything you can to truly help you be competitive. The support component in our program is really what differentiates us from other upskilling programs out there. We know what moms need. We know what women of color need. We know what it takes to transition. Just because you start somewhere doesn't mean you have to stay there and live there and retire there forever. You talked about the certification process. What is that like to go through? 
Yeah. So currently we have six different certification programs available and you can do these programs if you're entry level, but also if you have years of experience in whatever, and you just want to get a certification, but there's project management, UX design, data analytics, IT support, Salesforce administration, all of these skills that are not just relevant today, but will also keep you competitive in 10 years. Once you apply to the program, we want to know, why do you want to do this? You have to be able to articulate your want, your need, your vision for yourself. We're going to support you through the program. So for example, the Salesforce program is six weeks to complete, and then you take a test at the end, and then we'll help get you a job. We have partnerships created to help facilitate that transition into a Salesforce role. Also, we have partners such as Apple, Google, Amazon, who are committed to hiring the ladies who are finishing these programs. It's part-time and you're learning on your own. It's not like you have to go to class with everyone. We know that we have to be able to do and upskill ourselves in the time that permits, which is not <laughs> very much. We don't want to put that burden on you saying you have to come to class at this time because that's just not good for moms. It's not good for women. It's not good for our population. We have a program that is really catered toward mothers for women of color because there is an extreme representation gap in tech for moms and even more so for women and women of color. So we're here to truly curate a diversified pipeline so there's no questions asked for those who are looking to hire diverse talent. That's amazing. That's it's very rare to find companies or resources that take care of mothers. We are usually the ones taking care of everything. <laughs> I was listening to you talk and I'm like, oh, that sounds like a fairy tale almost because it's such a unique position to be in to be able to take care of those who are taking care of others. It's amazing. I know. And like the women who are coming into the program, like this is what they need. And yeah. they're so grateful that we are here to support them. Sometimes they just need, they're having a bad day, right? Their kids are getting on their nerves and don't mean to say that, but it happens. It's, it's like, um, they, it. just need some, yeah. <laughs> they just need someone to talk to for 15 minutes. And it makes all the difference in the world to have a group of women cheering you on, letting you know that anything is possible because we need that. Like you said, right. we're always out there doing that for everyone else. And so we have a team here dedicated to do that for all the moms out there who need it. It's very hopeful to see big companies getting on board with this. It says a lot because it's powerful. Like they have the most power in the world. Our major partners are Google, Apple, and Amazon. Like who has more power than them? <laughs> right? And so you know, they're leading by example. They are truly wanting to give economic opportunities to mothers, to women, and to women of color. And the Mom Project is on a mission itself to connect um, moms with over a billion dollars of economic opportunity in the next two years. So we have a big job ahead of us, but we have companies who are willing and are as dedicated as us to our mission to help facilitate this. It's amazing. We talked earlier about how our work within Working Mom Hour, we've been able to have more emotional conversations with women and sharing our experiences and our vulnerabilities have just vivid experience for us. It's brought us so much joy. And I have to imagine your work is extremely emotional um, in all of the best ways. Can you talk a little bit about how it's felt to be in a position like yours? I wake up every day ready to continue this mission to help women because we are seeing an impact and we've only been in this, we've only launched this program last year. It's only in its first year. And we have a goal to really upskill 10,000 by the end of 2023, when women get their job after they finished, after they've lost their jobs and they're coming to this program and they're able to secure a higher paying role, 
it just does so much for me. For example, I have one candidate who was working, it was a state job. She has a master's degree. She has all these things, all these transferable skills. She came here and she did complete a six week program and was able to secure a job at IBM that was over 35% more than what she was making. And that's after a six week certification training. So stories like that just mean the world to me. And then also for moms who have been out of the workforce for a minute, for a while, taking care of their kids, their financial situation has changed at home. They've come, they've completed this program and have gotten six figure jobs. We're just getting started. So it's very emotional. We hear the great stories. We hear the bad stories. The RISE team, I ensure that we're all diverse so that we can connect with the diverse talent that is coming through because everyone has a story. I've been through a whole lot myself, being a single mom, being a mom, <laughs> being a black woman in tech. So I'm able to lead a lot of conversations to help them, but also my team to have been through a lot to be able to help lend an ear, advice and support to the women in need. Yeah. We've heard you say that you want to make sure anyone coming into the program can bring her authentic self and not have to hide. What are some ways that you cultivate that? culture of authenticity? Just allowing people to be them. But first you have to figure out who you are first, right? <laughs> you spend so many years pretending. You really have to dig into yourself and figure out who you are. And I enjoy that so much because people have pushed themselves down so far just to lift their families up or lift everyone else up that they forget about what they wanted to be as a child or who they wanted to be. And to bring dreaming back to them, it just means so much and just really help them feel valued as a person. So helpful. I have another job seeker related questions for listeners who may have a gap, not just in confidence, but in their resume. Do you have any insider tips on how to position that gap and how to talk about it? So we have two templates that we provide to the women in the program. One that's a chronological resume where it tells, you know, the dates and regular stuff. But then we have another one that's a skills-based resume that does not highlight any dates that you've been unemployed. It just highlights your skills. And so that truly helps to stand up against applicant tracking systems. Mm -hmm. And it has proven effective so far because we have many women who have been out of the workforce for a while who are securing jobs with these resumes. They're able to craft their story in a way that there's no questions asked. Moms are the C-suite. They're everything for their families. They're the chief financial officer sometimes. They're the chief executive officer. They're everything. And so there's so many skills in those roles of being a stay-at-home mom that you can use to truly highlight your strengths and your skills so that there are no questions asked about what you were doing at home during that time. So really, the template you have for a resume is combating the bias of the AI, like the tech piece of it, rather than, okay, very interesting. She's nodding yeah. her head for those not watching on YouTube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's exactly what it's doing, because we have to be creative about how yeah. we present ourselves. And applicant tracking systems can knock anyone down, especially okay. from a non-traditional background or for someone who is transitioning. So we've created this template right. to really help stand up against that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm also curious your take on how to talk about it. I had a conversation with someone close to me recently. She's been out of the traditional workforce for years to raise multiple kids. We sat down to work on her resume and the conclusion we came to is like, if this quote unquote gap that used to be a big deal isn't a big deal to you, then I don't think it'll be a big deal to employers. You know, you are a qualified candidate. 
end of story. What advice do you have for, for navigating those conversations? I assume it's a lot of it is confidence. It is confidence because like you said, when you're home, you're not just sitting there. You are planning, you're project managing everything, your whole entire life. So it's just how you're able to tell your story to ensure that there are no questions asked. It's not a gap. Like your life was extremely full. Your life has been extremely full. It's not a gap. We are disrupting the talent acquisition ways of what it used to be to what it is now and what has kept women out for so long, we are now kind of revisiting all of that right now. And I'm on a roadshow talking to different Fortune 100 companies about how to look at moms, how to look at women. And you shouldn't be asking that question about what were you doing during your doing during your break, because that's irrelevant. Break. Um, yeah. If, yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yes. Back, like you can't ask that question. So I'm hoping that within the next year, that question disappears. Honestly, if I'm in a, an interview and someone's asking me about what I've done during my break, I don't actually even want to work there. That is awesome. Over 2 million women left the workforce. 2 million women need to get back. And you're not going to get back by doing things the way they used to be done. That has kept women of color out of the workforce. It has kept women out of the workforce. And now's the perfect time to make that change. And these companies need those women back in the workforce. It's not only do the women need to get back in, but the companies need them back in the workforce. So we feel safe talking with you about the fact that women and mothers have these inherent leadership skills. And this is something that your organization talks about frequently. We like to talk about it a lot too. What is your vision for the future of work for mothers? Flexible. That's my only word, (laughs) honestly. That's my only word. My life changed after 2017, after I had my last one, when I didn't have to go back to work. However, I didn't lose money. I didn't lose productivity. I didn't lose any of that. But what I did gain from that was more time with my kids. Like I lost out on so much time with my first two kids because I was at work. I went back to work like, what, 12 weeks, maybe after they were born. I missed out on everything. Flexibility wasn't a thing back then. Flexibility is the number one thing that moms, that women need. The lady who I spoke about earlier who was working the state job, that she had been working outside of the office since the pandemic, forced back into her office in a chair at a desk, eight hours, not working the whole time. Who's actually working eight hours, No, but you're there wasting time. And then she had to go home, take care right. of her husband, take care of her kids, like clean, cook. She literally almost lost it mm-hmm. because that is too much for a woman to deal with and still be happy. Because the thing is, it's like life has changed during the pandemic. Priorities have changed. People want to be happy in everything that they're doing. And people should be happy. I mean, we're human. Right. And so to force something back the way it used to be, it's just unreasonable. You can't put new wine in old wineskins. And that's exactly <laughs> what's trying to happen with this forcing people back into the office after they've been out for so long and productivity hadn't dropped. So flexibility is the number one thing that moms need and benefits, pay time off. Those types of things are what humans need to continue to be productive at home and in the office. Amazing. Okay, can we talk about Serena for a second? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I grew up playing tennis and idolizing her, so I would be remiss to not bring this up. <laughs> Serena Williams. So, you know, we watched her move into motherhood, and she's since joined the Mom Project as an advisor. How has it been having her platform and her input or, or guidance Serena understands what a mom needs, what a working mom needs, what a woman of color needs to be successful. Having her 
as an advisor on our board has truly amplified our brand, amplified our voice, and has given us some additional ammunition to get our job done. And it's helping us further the mission of what we're doing, the impact we're having. All right. We're going to ask you just one final question. If you could snap your fingers and change the working mom experience tomorrow, what would you tell employers? Flexibility. <laughs> the word of the day. I love it. Like, must I say it again? Yes. That's it. Like, my whole life changed. My whole perception of work, my whole perception of motherhood changed Mm -hmm. by not being in an office, by not missing out on either side and still moving forward, right? It's the flexibility in which we don't have to feel the burden of having to sit somewhere for eight hours, even though sometimes I might have to work at night. I'm just able to flex my schedule in a way that works for me that does not allow me to have to miss out on important events at my kid's school. I am a single mom of three. It's not easy but I'm smiling and I'm happy and I'm able to give all of this energy to all the women that I'm coming in contact with. And I can do this because my job is flexible. Yeah. And, and also I want to say you may not give yourself enough credit because of all the inner work that you've clearly done to get yourself there. I think when you're leading other women, you have to kind of go through shit yourself to be able to do that. And it sounds like you've, you've done a lot of that. So a whole lot of that. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. We see you. I'm always willing to talk about moms and mom experience, the working mom experience, and how it should be for all working moms out there. If you are in a position right now in which you are feeling stuck in a job that you actually don't like, come over to Rise. We're going to help you get the skills that you need, and we're going to help you get the confidence that you need, the support that you need, and ultimate job placement to truly help you take yourself and your career to the next level. Thank you so much, Chandra, for joining us. This was very special and we appreciate your time and talents. This won't be the end to our discussions of the mom projects. So keep doing the amazing work you're doing. We will be cheering from the sidelines. And where can our listeners find you? You can find us at themomproject.com. Or if you're looking for Rise specifically, you can find us at momproject.org. Awesome. With that, we will see everyone on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your positivity is contagious. I love when Maddie said the woo woo. I never like that because that's, that's a great way to explain. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta go. So, thank you guys for having me. I was thinking this was the way to go And you put up your puppet show I say cheers to life No, I'll be no good man Just give me a little